Welcome to the audio podcast for Saturday Night Life. SNL is a ministry of Northwood Church, and our hope is that this will be a tool that blesses and encourages you in your walk with Jesus. If you want to learn more about Northridge Church or SNL, you can visit us at nrchurch.ca or join us for Saturday Night Life at 7 p.m. on Saturday evenings. Until we meet, be blessed and enjoy the word for this evening. Hey guys, how you doing? I'm trying not to spill my water. Look at that, I almost did that too, talking about it. So, as you get, it's hard not to notice the shirt. I woke up this morning and uh, my wife's like, I got something for you. I'm like, oh, thanks, hon. She goes, uh, yeah, it's, it's a closet. I was going to wait till Christmas, obviously. I was going to wait for Christmas, but I thought maybe you'd like it now. And I, I, um, my wife meant the best intentions. And, I, and Racine goes, you look like a Christmas gift. And that's exactly what I said. You, you, you know, yeah, well, you backed up what I said. No, I, I guess maybe, you, maybe that's what I heard. I look like I, I just need the return tag. That's all. But the, but it was, it's very, it's super comfy. I don't, it's, uh, I don't know why I'm doing this in front of you guys, but it's, it's flannel and it's quite comfy. And it, my, my son goes, oh, Dad, you look like a Christmas gift. Yeah, and nice job. I see you, you shared the family tradition of the thing, your egg. That was cute. Because <laughs> I remember when we first started coming here, you had what do you call that thing? The egg, this thing. The shaker, yeah. I remember you doing it vividly. I want one of those now. I'll never leave my hand. <sighs> Sorry. I, um, I got to tell you, Christmas time and, 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 and sharing with you guys at Helen, and when your band comes at Christmas, and for the last couple of Christmases, you guys have come, and I, it, it fills my heart. It makes me feel warm. It gives me the warm and fuzzies that I normally are, are restricted to my, my children and my wife, and I... I love sharing it with you guys, because like I've said it before, uh, you're in here and not out there, and uh, my prayer is for everybody that's out there needing a place like Helen to just fill our seats and have Helen filled and every other recovery house filled, just because that's not where we belong, that's not where we're meant to be, and uh, honestly, I like seeing your happy faces and your full cheeks instead of the skinny cheeks you showed up with. You know what I mean? And, and, and just the smile on your faces and even, even some of the heckling I get sometimes too. I, I'd rather take the heckling, and the, which I really don't take heckling, but the, the, everybody's quite good. And, and honestly, I'm not, I'm, Dave said it, I said it a couple of times, I feel fatherly about you guys. I really do. There's never, I've never felt other than my children uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, just a sense of protection about you guys and what we do here and your house. And I don't want to get choked up, but I do. And I thank Jesus every day that I can come here and talk to you guys and that we can share stories, we can share pain, we can share our hurts, but most of all, we can share recovery. We can share a filler life, a fuller filler life. Nice. That was great. That was Princeton education right there, filler life. A more full life, and uh, I owe it all to Jesus, and I hope you do too. Uh, sorry, that was the sermon before the sermon. So we're going to be reading out of um, out of out of John. We got. I hope you guys are ready for a good read because I used to hate it when I was a kid. 
because I have dyslexia, and I would say all the words backwards and sideways, and, and the numbers would go screwy, and they would go, and Steve, can you read in front of everybody? And I would just be a stuttering mess. And, uh, and I, sometimes, I've come a long way, that's all I'm going to say, because now I get some nice big bold print, and I, and, and I don't know what it is. I don't feel I can relax here, and I can actually read to you guys. So we're going to read, I got two we're going to read out of uh, uh, John eleven forty five all the way to the bottom, which I think is 53. <clears throat> we'll go over that, and then I'm going to read uh, out of John 12, and we'll go over that as well. So let me find it here. And it, uh, just so, so to give you a context of what's going on, the day before, Jesus has, has just healed his, his friend Lazarus. And Lazarus has been in the, in the jail, has been in, in the grave, with the stone sealed up, for four days. He'd been dead for four days solid. And people are freaking out. Jesus. And Jesus just stands there at the, at, the, at the stone. He's like, roll the stone away. And they're like, oh man, this is Jerusalem. It's hot here. It's gross here. Roll it. Roll it. And he's like, they're like, no, Jesus, this is going to stink. It's going to be horrible. He's dead. And then Jesus just says, Lazarus, come forth. And and some things, I, I noticed more things when I, when I, I don't know what the deal is, but I notice things more, or, or some, it, it's more, maybe I'm more sensitive when I'm reading, because I really, like I said earlier to you guys, I really don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to tell, come up here and tell you something that, that's, a, that's not correct. And, but anyhow, the first, I noticed, they said he was completely, I always, I, if you, any of you guys are old enough to remember Carmen, and he did this, had this big production on the screen, it was like, Lazarus, come forth, and it was a big video, and it, for those of you guys that have no idea who I'm talking about, He's a Christian singer, and he's pretty dramatic, and you can YouTube him. Some majority of it, super corny. My kids just roll their eyes when they play it, but he had a, the cool one is Lazarus Come Forth, right? And you've seen Lazarus Come Forth, but he was in the, uh, sorry, a couple pages, or chapters back there. So he was right there. Here, actually, I'll read it. And the dead man came out with his hands and feet bound in grave cloths. His face was wrapped in, in a head cloth, and Jesus told him, unwrap him and let him go. So this is what happened. After four days, the stone's been rolled away, and I don't know how you shuffle in that, but he came forth just the same. So now people are freaking out. People are freaking out, and we're going to start, we'll start from uh, verse 45. Many people of, sorry, many of the people who were there with Mary, sorry, Mary and Martha were there with Lazarus, and, uh, believed in Jesus when they saw this happen. But some went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. Then the leading priests and Pharisees called the high council together. What are we going to do? They asked each other. This man certainly performs many miraculous signs. If you allow him to go on like this, soon everyone will believe him. And then the Roman army will come and destroy both our temple and our nation. Now you all know I'm hard on these, these Bible names, so I'm going to try it. Caiaphas, who was high priest at the time, said, you don't know what you're talking about. Don't you realize it's better for you, to, for you that one man should die for the people than the whole nation be destroyed? He did not say this on his own. As high priest at the time, he was led to prophecy, prophesy that Jesus would die for the entire nation, and not only for, for that nation, but to bring together and unite all children of God scattered around the world. So from that time on, the Jewish leaders began to plot Jesus' death. And as a result, Jesus stopped his public ministry among the peoples of, and left Jerusalem. He went to a place near the wilderness at the edge of Ephraim. If 
that's, if I'm saying that wrong, somebody let me know. Ephraim, and stayed there with his disciples. And it was almost time for the Jewish Passover celebration, and many people from all over the country arrived in Jerusalem several days early so they could go through the purification ceremony before the Passover began. They kept looking for Jesus, but as they stood around the temple, they said to each other, what do you think? He won't come to the Passover, will he? Meanwhile, leading priests and Pharisees publicly ordered that anyone seeing Jesus must report to him, must report it immediately and arrest him. So we're going to go to the beginning of all this ridiculousness. And this is the part that I thought was awesome. You know, the, right, off, right, off the, right off the hop there, if you want to go to 45, thank you. Uh, many of the people who were there believed Jesus. I mean, who wouldn't? He rolls, a, the man's been dead for, for four days. And uh, I, I don't have to go into any more details than that. He's been dead for four days in the heat. And he comes <laughs> forth and, and they, Jesus says, unwind him. And, and, and this is the part that kind of blows me away, and just it's telling of just how people can be sometimes. Verse 40, uh, uh, sorry, yeah, verse 46, but some ran to the Pharisees. He's like, hey, he just rose the dead. Are you kidding? This guy's healing the dead. I, I kept writing in my notes, healing the dead. I was like, that, you know, they raised the dead. And, and, and he healed the sick. Like, that's their, that's their beef. That's their major concern. He's healing He's healing people from leprosy. He's making blind people see. He's making crippled people walk. Yeah, I really don't like this guy so far. Things are kind of shady so far, right? And this is honestly their beef. And then you can see uh, further, but in the, a couple, you know, in some of our messages before, the priests and the Pharisees are freaking out because it goes against everything that they stand for. They're supposed to stand for, for taking care of, 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 of the, the needy, the poor, the widow. But they're wor more worried about who they are and where they are in the world. And verse 47 says, <laughs> the Pharisees, they denied his, his miracles. They opposed his, they were worried. They were worried. It says, and then the least called the high council. What are we going to do? This man certainly performs miraculous signs. And they agreed. And they were afraid because selfishly, they wanted to be able to influence the people. They wanted to look at Andrew and say, Andrew, I don't know. You might want to. No, instead of, God is saying, the greatest commandment is to love one another and that you are worthy of love and that I love you. And these people were reaping nothing but condemnation and judgment on everybody for, 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 to change their behavior. And uh, it's, it's never gotten me very far if you're nasty to me. And I, I can't imagine it, it you know, when Jesus comes with a complete opposite message. Their motivation was, like I said, pure selfish. Because you look at verse 48, they're freaking out. And in different translations, it says, they were worried about our temple, meaning like my temple, not just like the people's temple, not the, not the Jewish nation or the, people, the, the temple. that This church belongs to everybody here. This, doesn't belong, this is not the church of Steve. This is not Steve Church or Dave Church. It is... Foursquare, Northridge Church, SNL Church on Saturdays. It has nothing to do with me. It has all to do with him. And these guys are freaking out. What are we going to do? We're going to lose our church we're gonna, and our nation. We're no longer going to have a stranglehold on our nation. And, and the long and the short of it, they were truly worried of just their, 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 their lot, not their lot, but their, their status that they believed they had in life. 
And the ironic thing about all is that these were religious leaders. These were men that were supposed to represent what, what God believed. They were supposed to represent God's love, and, and, but they were nothing but corrupt. They got caught up in it. And we're going to go to, let me see if my, oh, please, Rick, iPad, and it did. There we go. Uh, verse, book of 12, uh, book of 12. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> the 12th book, please. Oh, and number one, I went all the way to the wrong page. There we go. Okay, so I'm going to read this too, and this is the part that I, I just want to soak in a little bit on this. Six days before the pass, uh, Passover celebration, Jesus arrived in Bethany, and this is how dumb I am sometimes too. I'm a 70s kid, and I remember a couple of girls being named Bethany, and it just, 55, it just hit me. Bethany is a town. It's not a girl that I knew in, in right? What a dope. Because I remember saying, oh, Bethany, oh, that's a nice name, but no, no, it's a town that Jesus used to hang out in. Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus, the man he had raised from the dead. A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served and Lazarus was among those who ate with them, which is kind of ridiculous when you think about it. I mean, four days, a couple of days ago, the man's dead. And now he's got a hunger. I, well, I would think so, right? I'm assuming. Take a lot to come get it. Anyhow, I'm ranting again. Martha served, and Lazarus was among them who ate with them. Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from the essence of nard. She anointed Jesus' feet with it and wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance, but Judas Iscariot, Iscariot, the disciple, who would soon betray him, said, that perfume is worth a year's wages. It should not have been sold, or should it have not been sold and the money given to the poor? Not that he cared for the poor. He was a thief, and since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. Jesus replied, leave her alone. She did this in preparation for my burial. You will always have, have the poor among you, but you will, not, you will not always have me. And so we're going to go back to the beginning again. And I, and I was thinking about this too. So six days before the Passover celebration is also six days before his death. The people that are around him don't know that he's dying, or he's going to die rather. They're thinking, this is awesome. We're sitting here having a fantastic dinner. And then I, I was thinking about this too. What? Just for a moment. Ponder the thought. All of us, boom, now six days. We've got six days to go. Who are we going to meet? Who are we going to talk? What are we going to change? What, converse, what conversation are we going to have? Just ponder that for a minute. Six days from now, who do you want to hang around with? And I started thinking about that. And... and, and I know you guys are going to already know my answers, my, ch my family, my children, my wife too. <laughs> all of them, all of them. I like all of them. I love them. I'll, be able to use, I'll even use the stronger word. I love all of them. And, and I'd want to soak, and my friends who I care for dearly, I'd, I'd want to soak that in. I just want to, and I want them to know that if I got six days to go, that, they, that I'm not going to leave any, any ounce of my love left will be all given to the, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I don't want to start blubbering in front of everybody here, but I'm thinking that's generally what the most of us would do if we had an opportunity to tell somebody in six days, 
that we were going to be gone, that we loved them and, and what they meant to us, right? So Jesus, he's got six days, and so he's hanging around. In, in, in a couple chapters back, when Jesus was told that Lazarus was dead, it says he wept. So Jesus clearly liked Lazarus. And, and so he wanted to be with the people that he loved. And, 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 and then in different, different translations, it also says uh, six days before the Passover, they arrived in Bethany. But in Matthew and Mark, they also said, this is a horrible nickname to have, but that they hung out at Simon the leper's house. And uh, so it always makes me think of, uh, you know, the old, the old gangster movies. There's like Jimmy the Nose. Well, this guy's Simon the leper. And what a horror. I don't know. This is my head. I'm sorry, you guys. You're stuck with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Jimmy the leper. And, and so this is what, and for the, so the, this is 2,000 years later, and this guy's still being called Jimmy the leper, like he can't shake it. So anyhow, Jimmy the leper is having a party at his house, and he's so hosting everybody there. And clearly, somebody that Jesus likes, because he wants to hang out with, uh, I said Jimmy the leper, Simon. I, I got carried away, I'm sorry. And he's back in the town of Bethany. And, and <laughs> such a dope sometimes, I'm sorry. And, and, and Jesus, the part, I, like I said, he's with his family. And the next line, it says, that, <laughs> this is the other thing I kind of like, actually reminds me, I know I got too many stories, but it says, the dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor, and Martha served and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Now, in those days, it was, if you weren't mixed like this, where you had the guys and the girls and stuff mixed together, and I remember the month before I got married, my grandmother was a widow, and she got married. And in my family, there was a, there was a line. Where all the men would go in, and we'd watch, we'd rather watch baseball or football, and the women would go over there and do what, and I'm sorry, what women did on that side. That's, what, that's how my family was. That's how it was. I don't like, well, I did kind of like it at the time. But the, uh, I'm going to be completely honest. So my grandma got married, and it was awesome. You saw the wedding. She married a fantastic man, like a, a sweetheart of a human being. And the next day was the reception at my aunt's house, my grandmother's aunt, or uh, sister. And so we're all sitting down in the living room, all the men, all the men. And my uncle, he's a old man and he was very funny he had to, you know he was one of the guys who would take the hair from the back here and, and he'd fold it over here so that in the wind he'd have this big flag of hair and my my aunt would come over and he would call it straightening his curls thanks ma for straightening my curls and he would talk just like that and he, so anyhow so and he's sitting there and i see my wife my wife's with all the aunts and all the uh, the grannies and everybody off in the corner and janine's going come here come here and i'm like I'm like, my uncle saw what was going on. He says, you move one bone, son, I will smack you across the head. <laughs> and so I'm like, what he said, I can't move. And so it was awesome to this day. My wife has never treated me like this since, but she served me hand and foot that whole day. And, my, and, she, and she gets in the car, I will never do that again. You better enjoy that because this is never happening. It was awesome, and I soaked it all in. And 33 years and how many hours later, I still like to remember it as this was awesome. 
But anyhow, this is what Martha's job was, was serving everybody at the party. And, uh, <laughs> and Mary clearly had a different, uh, had a different idea. This is Mary served and Lazarus ate. And, and different translations, it says, while Jesus was eating, I misread this a couple of times too. <laughs> I misread it so that they, she broke the vessel over Jesus' head. And I looked back at him like, what? That doesn't seem very uh, kind. And I went, oh no, she broke the vessel. And then put, I put the stuff on his head, which is, right? It's much nicer that way than going, Tish, there's, thank you, Lord and Savior. And, so I don't know. I, don't, I was in the mood, I'm telling you. And I didn't mean that. And I really didn't mean that in disrespect. I really didn't. But so, 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 so Mary anoints him. And, and while he's eating, she, she puts it on his head. And all I can think of is like, I put one squirt of cologne and my wife loses her mind because I stink too much. And then they take a pound. They took a pound, or they, Mary, took a pound, 12-ounce jar and of expensive perfume and put it in a scalp. And if you don't know what normally happened, because of everybody was either barefoot or sandal-footed, your feet, I don't have to tell you, get gross, right? You're in the desert. You're in the, and so the, 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 the guest, the guest, the host, would wash your feet, and you'd be anointed with oil, and, or you'd be a kissed and welcome. And... Like I said, these meals were generally just dudes being served by ladies. And, and Mary busts in, and she's like, it's my Lord and Savior. I'm, gonna, I'm breaking this open, and whatever... And, and, and it wasn't even that the, the, whoever, whatever the price of this was, of this, this anointing, this, this expensive perfume, the, the, the price didn't matter. It's what she did with it that mattered. And, and, and it's weird because... <laughs> So she puts it on his head, and then she starts rubbing it in his feet. And, and, and the gift, because Mary was bowing at his feet. And it depends on which, which uh, uh, translation you, le- you read. Either they were kind of reclined, you know, like you see in the old movies where they got the tents and the, uh, the uh, uh, what's the, what are they called? Arabian fellas. They all got, you know, they're just grabbing their dates, and people are feeding them, and there's somebody fanning them. They, they, they kind of reclined like that, or the, it's certainly not like, oh, I don't know why I looked up there, but it's certainly not like the painting you see with the Last Supper where everybody had the, the, the table for the perfect selfie, right? It, was, it wasn't that table. And, and, and so, in, well, it was surrounded with men. Mary bursts in and starts anointing Jesus and, 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 and touching his, forehead, his head. And, and then, like I said, cleaning his feet and worshiping Jesus and could care less that these other people were here or there. And, and she's, she's massaging, which I can't even imagine, taking that hair and cleaning all that oil and stuff in her hair. And so now their hair's smelling. And then, and then if you, you go and like Judas, who all of a sudden, and I learned this today too. I don't know why, again, some of the things I learned and I'm sorry, but I do. But the uh, <laughs> Judas is like, hey, this expensive, per- you're wasting this expensive perfume. The money you spent on this perfume could have gone to p- help the poor people. But little did they, those guys didn't know at the time that he was a thief. For those of you who don't know, the book of John was written roughly 60 years afterwards, after Jesus had, pa- had passed away. And, and, and so they have a full insight as, John has full insight as to, who, as to what, who Judas actually was. And the other thing I didn't know 
It was that Judas was the treasurer of the whole group of 12. He was the money man. And obviously, they, 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 they trusted him. If he was a money man, that I'm horrible. Don't give me money. I'm horrible with it. Because I'm always, my kids are, or guys at work will go, hey, Steve, can you hold this for a minute? I'm like, what? No. So I'll, Andrew will get the 10 bucks in here. I'll get another 10 bucks for Bobby. I'll put another 10 bucks back here. And I'm like, or, 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 and God forbid I put my own money in there. And then I'm like, what? Whose money is what? And I, I'm no good. I would be the worst treasurer in the world. I'm good coming up here gabbing, but I am no good at keeping track of barely my children. And, and, and so clearly he was a, a man that, that, that was able to itemize things and a man worthy of their trust. It says, it says the perfume to be, was worth a year's wages, but he was just faking it. He was trying to make, make poor Mary and make everybody else feel uncomfortable because it actually just before this happens in the... In the in, um, I had it just a second ago. In the, in the, in the book of, oh, there it is. In, in, in a, a different verse, it says that, uh, oh, the book of Luke, sorry. I didn't write it down. The book of Luke said that uh, just before this, he, he started speaking, Satan entered Judas. And, and it didn't say how, if it was in his head or it was a voice or whatever. And I tried to track it down or look for it. And it also says it happens again, too, when he hands Jesus over. Say, so, hey guys, this is Jesus. Before he does that, it says Satan enters Judas. So this is the influence. This is the influence of Satan on, on Judas Iscariot. He's like, hey, he's trying to make everybody feel horrible for this lady worshiping God. And and it says he he, he didn't care. This is the and this is the other thing for the for. For the rest of, as long as the Bible is existing, it says here, uh, verse 6, it's the largest roast that you're ever going to get, and it's forever. It says, not that he cared for the poor. The, John knew he didn't care. It was a fake concern. He was a thief. I mean, that was the least of his worries later on. He was a thief. And he was in charge of the disciples' money and often stole, stole the money himself, the money that was used to help the disciples eat, to help them bless people with food, to help them bless people with lodging, the disciples with lodging. So you go to verse 7, and Jesus is, is telling him, leave her alone. She did this in preparation for my burial. Now the guys are freaking out. That's like... If somebody, if you send me a, 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 a you send me a, a funeral flowers, right? And my I, my wife comes home and is like, Steve, what's with the flowers? Why those are funeral flowers? Why would you be having funeral? Well, I don't, I don't know. The kid, the kid gave me funeral flowers. I don't know why I got funeral flowers. But then these guys are all watching, right? Jesus knows why she's doing what she's doing, and the, and the, she, she is she did this in preparation for my burial. You will always have the poor among you. Always. But you will, not have, you will not always have me. She took that moment to bless the Lord and to bless herself through, bless, through, through worshiping him. And it, 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 I, like I say, I, this Christmas is always rough. 
it's gotten way better and way better. And like I say, I love spending Christmas here or Christmas, Christmas, uh, like our Saturday before Christmas. I absolutely love it. And I often think about when it comes to this message too. Six days, you got six days right now, six days. What were the, who would you want to contact? What would you want to change right now? What would you want to guarantee of? Would you want to guarantee that your little brother or your little sister is going to know that you love them? Is your mother, your father, your, going to know that, that you love them? I'm speaking from my, my own words. Is, are your children going to know that under no shadow of a doubt that you love them? And just in case, because I came from a home that, where there was no love, where I never felt love. And I never, even when I was married, when I, when I was, I still am, when I first got married, I, right? I don't know why I keep doing that. But when I, when I first got married, honestly, I doubted how that my wife could love me. Because I felt unlovable. And I want to tell you, after 33 years of being married, and roughly that of being a Christian man, I know now what it's like to be loved. I know who I'm going to visit in six, if, if I have six days, if, if I had six days today. And I pray, truly pray for each and everybody here that if something was, was to happen, that you know where you would be on the seventh day. Because God knows the most of us have gone through enough hell here that we don't need an eternity of it. Thank you for joining us for Saturday Night Life. If you want to learn more about this ministry or if you want to talk to somebody about what you heard on this podcast, please email us at snl at nrchurch.ca. We'd love to get to know you better. Until then, be safe and be blessed. Thank you.